Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. And, uh, you know, occasionally, I'd say every other week, but that's just not true. Not anymore. We get together and uh, just uh, talk about uh, what's new. Yeah, you know. This is one of those. Depending on when this comes out, it may actually be, you know, the next week. Oh, yeah, fan. Um, seeing as how our, our Flash episode just came out today <laughs> as, right. as we are recording this. so even, even though I think we recorded it like a month ago. Probably. Depend, you know, judging on where I was with the state of my brain and body, I would say it was about a month ago. Probably not long after I got out of the hospital. Uh, yeah. Boy. Well, you know, it's a Flash episode, so you got to be quick getting it out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Yeah, we had uh, we went out and uh, hung out on the lake this weekend. Yeah, we did. And you came and like, we they tooled around on the jet ski, did some barbecuing, drank some surreptitious beers because apparently you can't have booze at the lake anymore. Yeah, they say that. They they say you can't have booze and they say you can't have uh, barbecues, but both of those were in abundance out there. Yeah, I saw. They, I guess they did kick some dudes out for drinking. But they were just had like a 12 pack out on the table and were drinking beer. It's like, you know, if it says no, be like booze prohibited cup, man. Yeah. Just put it in a cup. Just like, put like, it in your favorite water bottle. Yeah. Just, you know, keep a low profile and you'll be fine. Yeah. They're not actually trying to stop people from having fun. They just want to have an excuse to kick you out if you show your ass. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was really good to get out, get out into nature, get some of that wind, uh, wind in my hairs. Out on the lake there. All five of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it had been a very long time since I'd been to the lake. I didn't even realize it until Angelina forced me to go, to just go swim a little bit. But it had been forever since I'd just farted around in the lake. Yeah. It was a, it was a good time. It's a nice big lake. Yeah. Yeah, like, nice and full after this uh, this season. Yeah, we've had a couple of years where it was pretty sad. Yeah. But it's uh, it's looking good right now. Fun time. How about you? Um, I'm doing well. Yeah, that was a great cap to the weekend. Uh, Angelina and I, you know, we did some adventuring over the weekend, went up to uh, Grass Valley, went to some shops and, you know, hit some garage sales and went for walks and stuff like it, it was, it was a, it was a good weekend not spent at home. I think that that's something that, uh, that I and we have done too much lately is just, you know, work during the day make a dinner, watch a movie, go to bed, you know, it's just kind of stagnant. So it was really good to have, uh, have a weekend getting out, seeing things, seeing friends, doing things, you know, it was a yeah. good time. I'm feeling good. Fuck. Yeah. Still tired. Yeah. But, well, you, you know, know, still John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about a, uh, a couple of topics, even though it's, uh, it's off topic, but we're going to, we're going to cover Things that we should have been covering because I finally saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, so, of course, we got to follow up on that. Anybody who knows us, knows the show, knows that that was a, uh, an inevitable occurrence. Um, you still have not seen that movie. I have not, no. And uh, we're not going to hold any spoilers back. Yeah. So do we want to do that one second in case people want to tap out? Sure. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of surprised at this point if, uh, if people it, still hadn't seen it and that, cared about and, spoilers. And we're going to go see it. Yeah. yeah like it, yeah. It, it, I think it may still be in theaters on like one screen now, but like, oh, that's, it's, I mean, but you know, it held strong. Like I was having trouble seeing it because it, it was, it would play on like two screens, you know, not the big ones, but there were always people seeing it. There, there were, there were never good seats and the theaters were always full. It was really annoying. Um, cause I was going to go see it opening weekend and then I ended up getting admitted to the hospital, just like with flash. Yeah. That's so, what you do. That's yeah. like your thing now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I want to go see a movie. What's the next movie that's going to put you in the hospital, John? Uh, it's not blue beetle. Cause we already covered. You're not going to go see that. So no, I mean, and it's not opening weekend for Oppenheimer anymore, even though I do want to see that. Yeah. And I think Angelina good. and I have to see Barbie. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, the second trailer looked real good. Well, when I saw, yeah, when I saw the trailer, it looked better than I thought it was going yes. to look for sure. I was like, oh, you know what, Barbie? Because it was on when I saw The Flash. And I was like, you know what? That doesn't look awful. Yeah, the one where, where it shows her going into the real world. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, this is, this is a, a conceit for a Barbie movie that I 
that could possibly be entertaining and it's breaking all kinds of fucking records. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, you know, I, I just don't care about Barbie. Yeah. So like, I'm not going to go to the theater for it, but if the kids want to watch it or something, I'll check it out. I got no ill will towards it. I just, uh, don't have enough excitement to pay for a theater ticket. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got a couple of free passes right now because boy, uh, any longtime listener of the show knows about my problems with <laughs> theaters and with people talking. And I didn't realize it, but I'd, I'd gotten a good long stretch, you know, with, uh, with Flash and with Spider-Verse and a couple of movies I'd seen with my kid, Mario Brothers and, uh, you know, Bad Guys. That was a year ago, though, um, where people weren't talking in the theaters. Like coming out of COVID, I, I don't think I'd had like a bad theater experience. And I, I mean, I also went to the theaters when there weren't many people, but well, no, I guess that's not always true, but boy, did, did I get it? Once we finally found a showing of Indiana Jones, man, it's the worst I'd ever experienced. Like people just coming in, using their flashlights to get through the aisles, talking at full volume, you know, having conversations with each other, eating their food. It was bananas. So we actually left after the opening scene of Indiana Jones. Oh shit. Should I be saving this? Cause like you were saying, no, I mean, we... you're already into it now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it, it was, it was the most obnoxious thing I'd ever experienced in my life. And I'm, I'm not too proud to say it was also a crowd that I didn't feel comfortable telling to shut up. You know, I, I, like big burly dudes. Yeah. Like they'd uh, yeah, like, whoop your ass. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and, and this, uh, this girl that was sitting next to Angelina too, like, I wouldn't dare tell her to shut up. Oh, that, that, that would, that would cause problems. I could tell she didn't give a fuck. So we, we left and, uh, and got passes for a future date. And then we went back like two nights later and I was telling Angelina, like, I just wanted to go to some shitty little theater where nobody was. So I could just watch the fucking movie in peace. And she likes her theater. She likes her comfy seats in El Dorado Hills. So we took a chance on it again. Same sort of thing happened, just like a slightly more tolerable level. But, you know, two seats down from us, a couple just just talking throughout the entire movie. There was there was one point where I did lean forward and, and, and tell him to quiet it down. But I wonder, I like I wonder if you had a good run because you went closer to opening weekend, maybe like like once you like get people that gave a shit about weeks watching. On, the movie. Yeah, it's people that don't really fucking care anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seemed like at this point. To these people, it was just like, oh, we, we, we're going to go have dinner at the town center there and probably have some drinks and then let's go catch a flick. Oh, well, you know, Indiana Jones is playing. Why not? Let's just go sit through that. Even then, fucking. Why are people doing that? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, unless you're the only people, like if you go to a movie and you're the only people in the theater, fucking take your dick out. Do whatever you want. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, if there's that's, other, oh, that's yeah. awfully prescient today. <laughs> hey, yeah, oh, no. We'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wasted a good segue there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, don't don't be an asshole. If there's other people, like it's just it's so it's so basic. Like people like that just need to be called out on their shit. Like what I wish would have happened is you walked out of it the first time and you're like, hey, there's these guys fucking talking and they got their fucking phones out and all this bullshit. Instead of offering you stuff, be like. Give me a second, and then just fucking kick those fucking people straight out of the movie. I mean, he he the the manager that we spoke to did say he's like, well, it looks like I'm gonna have to go look in on that theater. So hopefully he did, but probably not. He looked like a little little uh little wuss cake cream puff. He walked in there and thought the same thing you did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, oh no, no, I don't, I don't need to fuck with that. Um, but yeah, we I I made it through the second time. And I had totally forgotten um, my workaround for that that we had discovered just before the pandemic when we saw oh um, the hard of hearing yeah the 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 listening aids. or whatever yeah yeah um, so I'll I'll remember that in the future I'll just grab them just in case because it it sucks it sucks just having somebody talking and like that's all you can think about so do we go into the movie now so oh before we get into any of that. Something uh, completely unscripted, and I haven't heard shit, so maybe... Everything's unscripted. This will be real short. Okay. Did anything interesting come out of Comic-Con? Because that shit happened, but I don't think I saw any news that, like, piqued my interest from it. No. 
Um, at all. I, I watched a YouTube video today from Comic-Con uh, where Todd McFarlane was showing off his uh, six-pack of uh, Batman movie action figures. I thought you were talking about his abs. <laughs> no. Um, no, man. Like, none of, the, none of the major studios had Hall H um, performances like DC, Marvel, Disney, the strike, Sony. Right? Um, no, I think it was even before the strike. I don't know. I think... Marvel's Marvel's in a weird place right now. They're not doing well. Neither is DC. Like yeah. DC, DC is doing consistently poorly. Marvel is a fucking mess. Like I don't. I I think they need to figure comics out division or everything. Everything they need to figure out their well more more movies than anything. I think yeah, because I know their movie side's a fucking. I mean, I don't care. Like like they've Disney. You know, I think we mentioned it years ago at this point like they're gonna milk this cow till the tits bleed yeah and uh they're crusty and scabbed and the cow is very sad yeah and and the people in charge know it too you know like you've got bob Iger out there saying like to the public like oh we fucked up like marvel stretched itself too thin and and i mean i heard about the ending of secret invasion where apparently they uh spoiler alert they give amelia clark's character every single superpower basically they've they've got a device that can give people other heroes superpowers oh that's convenient they show like a list she's got fucking hulk thor captain america thanos captain marvel uh fuck it like she's she's got every fucking person's powers now like she has the power of everyone she is 100 percent unstoppable i i what do you do with that nothing interesting yeah, where does that go? I don't know. She she used it to beat up the bad guy, which I imagine was some sort of like super scroll thing. That that's how they explain their super scroll. You know, you can give them the powers of other people. It's more importantly, I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't watch a single bit of that. But yeah. I, I mean, you know, Disney did the same thing with Star Wars. Yep. They keep pumping shit out, and it just it's not my bandwidth for giving a fuck ran out. What they did succeed in, in my opinion, though, was Indiana Jones. Oh, there's a segue. I liked this movie. That's good. Because I've heard mixed reviews, let's say. You know, what? one thing that I I felt really good about going into it was that I hadn't heard, like, like I normally, uh, like with Flash, it comes out. And then all of a sudden you just see all these YouTube video titles saying like, why the flash bombed? Like the flash is the worst movie ever. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't see much of that at all for Andy. So I was like, okay, you know, and, and then, and then combining that with, uh, people still going to see it consistently, you know, like showing still being sold. It made me feel real good. Like I, I know the movie's going to lose money because the budget was so fucking God awful high that, you know, they're, they're not, it's not going to be a success. I checked it out of curiosity. And as of today, worldwide box office is 357 million. Yikes. Yeah. That's a, that's a big oof there. Yeah. I mean, thankfully it's not as big of a tank as flash was, but, uh, you know, I'm glad it wasn't worse, but also, you know, with like audience scores and stuff on stupid aggregate sites, once again, um, you know, it, it hasn't done that it hasn't done as poorly as I feared it would. So, um, yeah, it made me feel good going into it. And to be honest, it's an Indiana Jones movie. You know, like it, is it? I mean, that's, that's yes. good news. Yes. Cause I, it's, I mean, like uh, going into this, I was a bit concerned that it might not be the, the people, including the pitch meeting. Cause I went and watched the pitch meeting and I was bummed that, that, that that's, one of the things that, that you were basing your opinion on of, of, of the movie, well, because you know, yeah, he does it for comedic effect, but it was, it was pretty unfair in my opinion, you know, like it, well, it, the, the pitch meetings always picking on the weak spots. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, there, it wouldn't be an interesting pitch meeting if you actually pitched a good movie, <laughs> but, <laughs> but to say that this is totally Phoebe Waller bridges movie is totally false. You know, granted she does. Okay. Well, I was trying to analyze it, comparing, comparing it to other movies like Indiana Jones is a character who always has his supporting cast there. You know, you've got Marion, you've got Sala, you've got Marcus Brody, you've got, uh, Willie in short round, you've got Sean Connery's, uh, Henry Jones. Like he always has a colorful cast around him. It's, yeah, it's 100%. never just Indiana a Mutt Jones. Williams. 
<laughs> yeah, Mutt, Oxley, and Marion in that one. Um, I, I, you know, maybe maybe Phoebe Waller Bridge does take up a little more screen time than than in the other ones, but you know, it's always serving the story. She she is the the younger character, you know, that that can do more. So of course she's gonna do more. But they didn't make Indiana Jones a jobber for uh, for her character. You know, like he's not he's not serving her story. You know, but she is, you know, young and streetwise. And, and of course, you're going into this movie. Indiana Jones is 80 fucking years old. He's 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 a tired, broken old man. He's not the young adventurer that he was throughout the movie. He becomes that again. And and it 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 feels really like and, and you know, a lot of people say that it was formula, you know, that they're that good, good. to it, a degree. Exactly. Like, that's OK. You know, like like, I, like you're going. This is a, a franchise that was a love letter to pulp action movies. Like those were fucking formulaic. Like that's just like, that's what that genre, the, the formula is part of the genre. Yeah. And, and it, it's like, it's like a horror movie. You'd be like, if you went into a horror movie and like, yeah, they're very formulaic a lot of the time, but that's part of the genre. Like, sure. You can subvert it every once in a while, but you can't knock a horror movie for sticking to the genre formula. Totally. Yeah. And like, you know, Indy and his crew breaks away and like, finds you know that gets a lead on something and they're going to find a piece of of the the macguffin you know the bad guys are going to show up and take it or something like that you know like it, that's just what happens in every single indiana jones movie so it, it you know sure it was it was formula but but it totally worked for me like it felt like indiana jones and as i was watching it i i was trying to you know come up with with my my thoughts and feelings on it and i thought after a moment i was like you know what i didn't need crystal skull it could have ended it could have ended nobody at last, needed crystal skull. it could have ended at last crusade <laughs> and that that would have been that would have been a fantastic ending but i needed this and then i realized after that that i needed this because of crystal skull like i don't think i would have needed this movie if it weren't for crystal skull but like interesting i needed closure again and you know what whatever crystal skull was where it was like an aging indiana jones like it didn't work because he wasn't old enough wasn't crotchety enough. It didn't end well enough. He was pretty old. I mean, he was 65, but, but like they were treating him like he was 80. Like in this one, he's 80 fucking years old. Like it's, it's pretty like, it, but it, it, it works. Like it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel like they're like, they're making fun of him. It, it, it's more like they're having fun with him being that old. And when he's in like a tank top and like boxer shorts and like telling kids to keep the music down, like it's actually a funny scene. Question for you. Yes. Uh, on the spoiler front, I guess, to a degree. What's Miriam's deal in this one? Because, like, in, in Crystal Skull, they got married. Is she dead? Do we, do we want to go full spoilers with it right now, right now? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, she's not dead. That's a bummer. I, I thought they were going to cancer her off or something, you know. But they're divorced or they're, they're separated. Is that like in Harrison Ford's contract that, uh, any previous romances need to be, <laughs> he needs, he needs to have totally fucked up and, uh, be a miserable old man. No. Well, so in the story you find out throughout, because the dial of destiny is Archimedes dial, the Antikythera, which yeah. is, which is an actual, like, yeah, it's the thing that they found yeah, the in the water computer. and it's all like, they're like, well, I don't know what this fucking does. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time travel device. In, yeah, the, in that, the movie yeah. and you know uh, that's the well you go to when you've run out of ideas <laughs> at, at one point they asked Andy what he'd do and he said he would go back and stop his son from going to the war or from enlisting in the war to piss him off because his son died and so mutt's dead okay and, well, at least we got that and he he says that marion could never get over it and it and it destroyed their relationship and uh was he their son Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess he was. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. where he came from, huh? Yep. And it's been a long time since I saw the Crystal Skull and I don't feel the need to go oh, back and rewatch yeah. it. Yeah, I saw it recently, so it's all it's all fresh. But Marion actually shows up in the end of the movie. Phoebe Waller Bridge brings her uh brings her in. I'm gonna get a little misty. This movie, like I was fucking crying my eyes out in the end. I'm really tired. What, what, what can yeah, I say? I get yeah. emotional when I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's the, it's it's a touching moment because because Marion's in the kitchen and you know like she you know Indy walks up to her. He's like, whoa, shocked to see her, and she looks at him and says, "So I hear you're back." And that moment right there, just like all of a sudden, you realize that like 
all the shit that Indy was going through and like, you know, he was, he was brushing it off and saying that, that she couldn't deal with it. And, but, but it was actually him that had become a different person and he had lost his lust for life and stuff. But like throughout this movie, he became Indiana Jones again. And then they did this sweet fucking thing, you know, like she, she bumps herself or something. She says something hurts and, and, and he's like, where does it hurt? And she points to her elbow. She's like right here. And he kisses the elbow and she's like right here on the neck. And then he kisses her neck and then they, and then they embrace, you know, and, it and was, they have some octogenarian sex. <laughs> yeah. Some gross old sex. He pops hey, a couple Viagra and they wait about half an hour. I gotta say, man, Karen Allen, I think she looked better in this than she did in, in crystal skull. Yeah, she, she's aged, she's aged well. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's always been gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I was I was so happy to see Marion there in the end and and for their for their love story to actually, you know, uh, to to continue. One of the better things about Crystal Skull is that they ended up together. Yeah. Like that was a nice sweet ending like, "All right, cool. He's found his, you know, he he did what he was supposed to do." Yeah. Good for him. Uh, and so it's kind of bummed that again, again, the same thing with like the Han and fucking Leia thing. Yeah. Where like, you come back and we're like, nope, he fucked it up. Doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, well, let the man be happy. <laughs> like, well, like, come on. Harrison Ford only wants Han to be dead. Even if Miriam was like a nagging, like, ah, oh, don't go out on another adventure. In the <laughs> uh, You're too old. You know, it's, it's funny. They, they, um, they did take some elements for, oh, I, I started reading. And a like the original draft of what would eventually become Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. There was there was a draft by Frank Darabont of um, Walking Dead and and Shawshank Redemption fame um, called Indiana Jones and the City, the Lost City of the Gods, I believe it was. And um, it had Crystal Skull stuff in there. But like it had some story elements like like um, some people getting killed and Indy being framed for it and going on the run. Um, it had Marion in it also, except she was married to someone else that version whoa i haven't finished the script yet but that definitely it definitely would have been better than uh than crystal skull <laughs> wow. so far um i'm about halfway through but this movie i mean so i i know you know the the opening scene is the de-aged indiana jones scene like yeah from what i've heard on the reviews, like people that didn't like it still liked that yeah like uh, like a lot I, there was a couple of things that i saw where they were like that was the best part of the movie because yeah. it was like old indie it was like Straight up Indiana Jones. Action-packed. Um, it was weird hearing an older voice, even though you could tell they tried to treat it, you know, to, to get a younger voice out of it. And every once in a while, you know, there's like, there's the kind of dead eyes. Um, but but it was cool. It was it was a big fuck. It was probably like a 20-minute scene of, of Indy punching fucking Nazis and fucking machine guns and... That's what we're all here whips for. And shit. Yeah, it, it was pure Indiana Jones. And uh, then you go to... Old man Indy. I don't know. Where'd all, I mean, the, I don't need where'd to, all the money go? They spent over $300 million on this movie. C- could you tell where it went? Because it seems unnecessary to spend that kind of money on this, on, on, on a movie like this. But I mean, that opening scene had a lot of CGI. Like, I mean, with them being on a, on a CGI train and all the de-aging, like going for that long, um, that, that was a big thing. You know, I mean... On that note, like one thing that I that I really appreciated about the movie was that things looked way less CGI than they did in Crystal Skull. Like like it looked more practical. I mean, they've got the tech, yeah, to make it look great if they spend the money on it. So, is, is is CGI more expensive than practical now? Like, I mean, like the because I think like one of the things originally with CGI was like, oh, okay, we could do the, you know, we could blow this building up and it's cheaper than blowing up a real building, obviously. And that was kind of like one of the selling points for CGI. Like you could do things that you couldn't do normally and, and, and then make dinosaurs you could walk. do them kind of cheaper. And, but then like we started spending hundreds of millions of dollars on movies and everyone blames the CGI budget. It's like, well, how much would it be to just get a train? Yeah. To actually shoot on a train like they would have yeah. when they made back to the future three. Yeah, like I mean, have, have like we crossed the line where it's now all inferior and exp- more expensive? Like, yeah, is, it, I don't know. is it too expensive? Like in the '90s, like yeah, sure you could do it cheaper, but you know it looks like '90s CGI. But like now, where everyone expects it to look real, like you have to spend so much money on it that it might have been cheaper just to fucking rent a train. You know, I wonder if if it could have had anything to do with 
Yeah, because they were shooting this a long time ago. I was going to say COVID and having to, you know, like lack of control, you know, and then and then having to do CGI because you can't control things. I mean, part of it might be that Harrison Ford's in his fucking 80s and you don't want to put an 80 year old man on top of an actual train. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not just this movie that this is happening with, you know, like it's an overall trend where, you know, you don't always have a geriatric uh, (laughs) movie star here. I mean, uh, shit, he's still got Tom Cruise fucking doing all his own crazy-ass stunts for, like, Mission Impossible. Yeah, because he's the one executive producing the movie, so they can't tell him no. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, they, they, never, um, they were never great at telling him no. That guy's yeah. fucking nuts. It'll be interesting to see how Tom Cruise dies. Maybe that should be my goal. Instead of just getting to see Superman turn 100. <laughs> outlive like, Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, I want to outlive Tom Cruise. I want to see what actually happens to <laughs> that mean, guy. I'd have a lot of respect for him if he went out in the middle of a stunt. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, way to go, man. Yeah. They better, they, they better. Ride or die. They better release that film too. He, well, they, they I should, bet he's got that in his contract. Yeah, use that cut. Cause apparently yeah. it was really good in the movie. Yeah. And just CGI. In, I mean, they, they've the got rest. the cut in, um, not this last mission impossible with the one before, like the, the shot in the movie, you see his ankle break yeah. when he's jumping between the buildings. Cause it was the best one. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Um, I don't know. I mean, spoilers, of course, they do travel through time. Like he goes, he goes back and meets Archimedes. And so there's a big CGI, like Roman Grecian battle, um, going on there. So that, that was, that was definitely a big expensive, uh, CGI fest. It was the battle important to the plot. Um, or could he, could he have just met Archimedes on a Tuesday and it would have been the same. No, I mean, it, it tied into to a lesson that Indiana Jones was teaching earlier in the movie when he was being like a, you know, he, he's he's a professor still, but he's just like lost his passion. So he's just like, eh, this, eh, like talking about that battle. Um, and then, yeah, maybe, I don't know. They made it to where to where it to where it it um it needed to be there. Yeah, but for half a million less dollars, you probably could have not had it there and it would have been fine. More than half a million, geez. Yeah, yeah. It's excess, you know? It's uh, too too much. Like, like when I heard it was $300 million they spent on this, that's 10 times more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. And even adjusted for inflation, it's 10 times more. Yeah. And uh, and it's not going to be better, Disney. That's like how much they spent on, like, Endgame. Yeah. Like, that's something that needed all that all that budget um or like fast fast and the furious like the latest one was like three or 350 and i i heard that a hundred million of that was on uh actors and uh you know, the thing is that. people actually want to watch those movies i don't know man they 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 ain't, they ain't billion dollar flicks anymore not for the last couple yeah oh i looked it up by the way too the the, Fl- the flash and uh indie are about the same level of bomb because worldwide flash pulled in 268 but its budget was 200 so like they're both like just barely recovering their budgets barf yeah but mads mickelson great he's always great yeah i love mads mickelson yeah uh, harrison ford he, he he was indie yeah and and yeah, to be I honest he was. there were some really really great action set pieces you know there there are there are some a couple really good chases there's like a um a chase like through a city on like on like little buggies. little tuk tucks yes little three-wheeled tuk tucks yes yeah exactly yeah one of the things i hope someone was complaining like a tuk tuk couldn't drive that fast it'd tip Shh. over which is accurate but like come on let it, it happen it's a yeah, it's a pulp adventure story dude yeah. this is not realism is not the fucking main goal here and never has been yeah and one thing I appreciated um, when they're when they're actually going and and you know exploring ruins and stuff, you know, look, looking for Archimedes' dial, is the the contraptions make sense, you know. Whereas in like Crystal Skull, I didn't understand how like you know releasing sand from from these from these pillars made things like raise up and then stairs open up and then the stairs start like there it is one per Damn episode. You know, then the stairs start retracting. Like, like it didn't make any sense in Crystal Skull how these contraptions are working, but but in this one it did. Like, there's like water displacement and stuff, and then it you know creates weights and balances that open up doors and stuff. Like, it, it was it was cool. 
They had a sadistic henchman that, that's likely to shoot people uh, before talking to them. They had a giant motherfucking dude. You know, they had Nazis. Like it, it was, it was a good movie. I, I, I liked it. You know, it, and do you want another one? No. I mean, if they made one, I'd see it. Of course, of course, I would. But, <laughs> and, but like, and and it didn't seem like they were just setting up a the, like this wasn't a vehicle for future Phoebe Waller Bridge projects. Like it was. It was Indy's movie. Yeah, it was it was great seeing Sala, even though he didn't he didn't do a whole lot, but it was it was yeah, just good to see it him. was great seeing him. Yeah. Would have been cool to see short round, but you know. I, I I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. No like, like I mean, that would have been a home run. I think maybe if they if they started this movie a year or two later, like after uh everything everywhere all at once got got so big, they they probably would have figured out a way. Yeah, that's nuts. But yeah. Yeah, after after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'm glad this happened. It it was a great a great bookend. You know, I can I can now I can now happily say goodbye to Indiana Jones. Cool. Well, I mean, I I will definitely see it. I don't think I'm going to go see it in the theater. I yeah, I don't, I don't even know if you can anymore. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll wait till it's. Uh, I'll bring it over. I'll so, buy it. Oh yeah, you told yeah. I bet you will buy this. Yeah, you bought? Did you buy Crystal Skull just to have it? Yeah. Okay, I gotta be, that, gotta be a this. completist. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I'd heard uh, mixed things. Like was, no one was really super angry about it, so that was a good thing. But just people, you know, mostly grumbling about like we didn't need it. Yeah, kind of stuff which uh, might be true. Yeah, and and you know, I've I've only seen it the once, so it's it's possible on further analysis that that you know maybe maybe there are things that'll bother me i don't know like the same thing happened with a uh, specter with james bond that that movie didn't didn't age well the more you watch it the the well then again i watched it fairly recently and it wasn't as bad as i remembered so it's like a bell curve like it's good yeah. at first and then it gets worse and then maybe it gets better yeah, again like, later okay. on you know yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think a lot of it has to do with your expectations going into it you know yeah like so if you if you remember it being bad and you watch it then maybe it's not as bad as you remember it yeah. Well, it's a good thing I wasn't bothered by Phoebe Waller-Bridge then, because then when I when I go back to watch it, I probably still won't be bothered by her. Yeah, I mean, one of the consistent critiques I heard was that she was just kind of a not a very likable character. That she, like, like she starts it out basically trying to screw him over and doesn't really have a redemption arc. I haven't seen it, so I don't know if that's accurate or not. No, nah, she's, the beginning is accurate. She does start out trying to screw him over. She's totally got a redemption arc. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I think they're they're. I'm I'm curious. Well, there's no way of finding out, but I'd be curious to see how many of those people saying that are the same people who were saying before it came out that her entire character is just Kathleen Kennedy trying to sideline Indiana Jones for a young female character. You know, for for um, quality reasons, or you know, like like you know, their Disney's agenda. To, to diversify Ugh. like people that, that were already writing off the movie and the character when they heard that Phoebe Waller bridge was going to be a main character. All of a sudden they're just like, Oh, here we go again. Disney's just trying to, trying to shove Indiana Jones to the side and, and make this girl the, the, the star. It's like, calm the fuck down guys, please. Like Disney does do stuff like that. Yeah, they do. But wait until they do it to condemn them for it. Because in this case, I don't think I don't think that's what what was happening. Well, that's good to hear. There we go. Indiana Jones reviewed. So I guess uh, <sighs> there's some news that isn't good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, friend of the show. I think we'll say uh, we're, we're at least his friend. Uh, Paul Rubens died on us. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman himself. Yep. Uh, at the age of 70, I did not, at least I didn't remember that he was that old. Like, I remember when the last Pee Wee movie came out, the de-aging was not great. And thinking like, oh boy, like, you know, that, but I, I, and I may have learned it then that he was that old, but I, it didn't stick. Cause when I saw that he died at 70, I was like, holy shit. I didn't think he was that old. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is the same age as my mom. And I believe the same age that Michael Jackson and Christopher Reeve would have been. I think they were all born in 52. Oh, well, been wrong, but so, so many, so many heroes. So he won my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom's the winner. Yeah, right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, take that, you suckers. <laughs> um, 
She's the only person left from 1952. <laughs> yeah, she actually called me and she didn't do the normal, like, did you hear about so-and-so? Like, that's always what she would say growing up. Like, I, I still remember Chris Farley. She picked me up from high school. Said, did you hear about Chris Farley? No, what? He died. I'm like, oh, come on. So she didn't do it like that. She was just like, hey. Yeah, I just want to see how you're doing. I'm like, I'm fine. She's like, oh, you hear, uh, you know, uh, Paul Rubens. And I was like, oh. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Um, that one hit me real hard. And I'm sure it's not going to be any shocker to, again, any longtime listeners. Uh, Anyone that listened to our Pee Wee episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Top three favorite movies of mine of all time. Pee-wee was a character that was so unabashedly unique, quirky, and eccentric, and goofy, and wild. Like, the consistent thing in all the projects that, that, that they did, whether it was Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee, Pee-wee's Playhouse for sure, was that it was okay to be like that. That you, you, yeah. could, you could be whoever you were, and however weird you wanted to, and it was fucking cool. It was celebrated. It was more than okay. Like it was like, it was what you should be. Yeah. And, and I think it came along at the right time too. Pee-wee, like especially Pee-wee's Playhouse when that, when that was on, like, I mean, it, it fits that era. You know, if it had come out in the mid seventies, I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> if it had come out in the late nineties, I don't think it would have worked. I think it came around exactly when it needed to. And it, and it filled a void that needed filling. Good call. Yeah, because there were some weird cartoons back then too that that you know that that didn't that didn't fit the mold. Yeah, that's good insight. And I hadn't thought about this until right now, but it was probably the beginning or near the beginning of the you know normalization and, and eventual potential glorification of outsider culture. Mm-hmm. To a degree. Like, I mean, you had stuff like Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. which was about the same era where the nerds got the best of the jocks, but it wasn't really, I mean, it was just a, a dumb comedy. Like, I don't think it was really as much of a, I don't know if it had the social effect of something like Pee Wee's where- It wasn't a celebration. Yeah. Well, whereas, it, whereas you get to now like, like, you know, comic book movies are huge and like, you know, being into- anime and comic books and stuff like that's cool like D D, like it's all like fine now because because all those kids that grew up watching peewee's playhouse are fucking adults now <laughs> it's true and they're like you know what fuck you i play i don't give a shit i'm not i'm not gonna uh <laughs> you know like i'm not and i'm not gonna shame my kids for whatever weird fucking thing they're into yeah. that's good it's, you know it's what they're into that's good foster that shit Those they're vegans well, I mean, let's not go overboard here. I was looking for something. I hope that was <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, but but I, I you know I think he played a big role in that. I, I think you're right. He wasn't the only one, but he was one of the big voices there, fostering the whole like, hey, you know, fucking be who you want to be. You know, it's you want to be weird, and I mean, there was no one weirder on TV than Pee Wee. It's true, and uh, and he was cool for it. But and, like, and he wasn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that is exactly what I love about Pee Wee. Like, like that, that's it. Like every time I watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure, that is exactly why, like even from the start, it starts with a, with a, with a dream of him winning the tour de France and he wakes up and he's just got all of this goofy shit everywhere. He rolls out of bed and he's just like playing with his fucking toys and like making his rabbit slippers sniff out a little stuffed carrot and then he slides down a pole and he's dressed and then his fucking breakfast machine like and then watering the fucking lawn and then the bike like like it it just doesn't stop like he is just weird the entire time but he is such a joyful character at the same like he's having so much fun being a a fucking weirdo even to the point to where like you know, when he's riding his bike and, and, and like leaning forward and like crashes his bike and he just gets up and says like, I meant to do that to the kids and then rides away and laughing. Like there, there's no other character like him. And that was, I mean, and that's all from the brain of Paul Rubens, you know, like a a kid that, you know, like 
I didn't go and like do any research or anything, but, but you know, like, I mean, he was, he was also a man who was not always confident, not always sure of himself. And like, you know, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to talk about his scandals, but like, you know, there, he was, he was also a flawed and a sometimes weak man, but, but from we what are, I've, we all are. Yeah. And from what I under, I mean, you know, he paid his debt to society and from all accounts, you know, everything you hear about people that knew him was how kind he was and how thoughtful he was and how, you know, he never missed a birthday or a, or a, a season's greetings, you know, that, that he, that he just, he put a lot of like Paul Rubens, the man put a lot of joy into the world and it, with the, with the yeah. people he interacted with. And 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so bummed. We didn't go to that live show in Re- Reno. I think it was when he was, uh, when he was doing the tour and, and fucking Q and a like that. Ah, I'm, I'm so bummed. I never got the opportunity to, to, to see him in real life. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's legit. No, he was a uh, hell of a guy. And, you know, did a good job on Murphy Brown too. He was there. I watched Murphy Brown a lot when I was a kid. See, I remember him being there, but I don't remember his character at all. I remember as a kid seeing him on Murphy Brown and being weirded out because he was very much not Pee Wee. Yeah, it was weird seeing Paul Rubens like, in roles that yeah, was not pa- Pee Wee. Paul Rubens being like a normal guy. <laughs> and uh, I remember that tripping me out as a kid because uh, he was Pee Wee to me. Yeah, I let's see. I, I feel like the first thing I remember, well... It was probably Buffy the Vampire Slayer for me when he played that scruffy vampire. That's right. Ooh, I forgot about that. Uh, and, um, and then also the beginning of Batman Returns when he played Penguin's dad, along with uh, the, the woman who played Simone in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, played uh, Penguin's oh, yeah. mom, and um, the spleen in, uh, in Mystery Men. Oh, yeah. He was in Mystery Men. I was oh, yeah. in Mystery Men. Distance, seven meters. Got to compensate for the air conditioning. SBD, silent but deadly. And he even played Penguin's dad in the Gotham TV series. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I believe that's who he played. I guess. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm fairly certain. I, I tuned out a little bit. Just looks like Penguin's dad. A nice Easter egg too. Angelina and I watched uh, Big Top Pee Wee the other night when when he passed because I I had started watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure like immediately like on on my second screen. <laughs> but it, it proved to be too distracting, so I had to turn it off. And I watched that movie once or twice a year. So I, I, it had been longer since I'd seen Big Top, probably since we did our episode. And watching it again, you know, when, when you watch a movie with somebody who isn't familiar with that movie, you watch it through different eyes. You know, you watch it through kind of fresh eyes. You're paying more attention. And they're like, that movie is legit fucking good. Like I, I like Big Top Peewee. It's great. I, uh, somehow, like, like I enjoyed it, but I, but I always kind of figured it was just like a subpar direct-to-video sequel that could never live up to Peewee's Big Adventure. But no, was, that was Peewee's Big Holiday. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, it was it wasn't bad, but I mean, it was it was a subpar. Yeah, you yeah, know, straight to video. <laughs> yeah, but like Big Top Peewee is fucking like it's it's every every bit of its own genius you know like it, it's it's a great great movie and i i i was kind of surprised i think i said it on our peewee episode when i was a kid big top peewee was my peewee movie like that's wow. the one i liked more yeah so um oh and i know you saw this but nobody else did so i'll i'll put this up on the instagram uh angelina because i was so bummed uh, or she knew i was bummed she's like you know what i'm going to i'm going to take care of dinner i also had to i was fasting for some uh some tests i had to get done at, at the hospital and uh so she's like i got dinner don't worry about it so i came home she shuffled me off into the room cuz she wasn't ready yet and she brought me out blindfolded sat me down on the couch told me to open my eyes and in front of me was fucking mr breakfast as well as some toast with a giant butter knife and a box of mr t cereal which she did, had she had printed off. I was going to say, did she print that off? Yep. It was like, there's no way she found a box of Mr. No. T cereal. On- At first, I didn't notice that it was printed off. And I and I thought it was like some weird retro Mr. T cereal that just happened to exist. I was like, something. yeah, have you been holding on to this for months? Like, yeah. where did you find, you've just been waiting for Paul Rubens to die so you could pull out the Mr. <laughs> T cereal? Like, Yeah, it was on a box of corn pops. So it, was, so it was a yellow box. And like, you know, it just, it melted my heart. Like it, 
it was Mr. Fucking Breakfast. Yeah, like, I it had it. the egg eyes, the strawberry yeah. nose, the bacon mouth. Like, I just immediately launched and like, good morning, Pee and, and like, I did the whole thing. And then she made me do it again uh, on video. <laughs> my, my, my impression was better the first time. Um, it was but, genuine at that point. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, like, there, there's a fucking keeper right there. Yeah, no, that's I, some I, effort to put in. Like, I, I don't know if I'd put that effort in. Like, I don't even think I'd think to put that effort in. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm, like it, it made me feel kind of bad because I was like, what do I, what could I do for Angelina? Like, all right, who needs to die for Angelina yeah. so you could, so you could pay her back? Some, some, Dina Menzel needs to die and then I need to do some wicked themed uh, thing for her. Yeah, that won't be as cool. No. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> um, but yeah, all that is to say, that was a very sad day. And, uh. It's really cool seeing all the, all the like celebrity outpouring and like accounts of, of what, what a, what a pleasure and what a treasure he was in, in people's lives. Oh, um, he was also great in blow. I watched that recently. Oh yeah. He was in blow, wasn't he? That was another very much not peewee role. Yep. Um, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Um, to touch back on Indiana Jones. Real quick, um, something that I for, that I forgot to bring up. Harrison Ford just died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be a tough episode uh, yeah. too. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was so unexpected. Yeah. Well, we, you don't expect Pee Wee to die. I, I I remember hearing that he had cancer. Oh, really? A while ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I'd forgotten about it until I heard that he died, but I do remember hearing. Uh, I think it was shortly after the the Big Adventure came out, or Big Holiday, or whatever it is. Uh huh. The, uh, there was something in the news about it. Big holiday. I think that came out like eight years ago at this point. No, it came out. It came out when we did our Pee Wee episode. It had been out for years before that. Really? I watched it at my parents' old place in Folsom. Yeah, it's 2016. God, that was a long time ago. Maybe they re-released it or something. Maybe I just don't understand time. <laughs> um, so with Indiana Jones, there's there's always been my internal debate. As to what is the best Indiana Jones. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I've always said, you know, it, on any given day, it could be Raiders or it could be Last Crusade. I have decided. I watched Last Crusade for the first time in, in more years than I, than I would have thought. And it's Temple of Doom. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've finally come to a definitive conclusion that I believe Raiders is, the, is a better movie. I think Raiders is a damn near perfect movie. Raiders oh, is fucking... Yeah. But, the big but here is, I think my favorite Indiana Jones is in Last Crusade. Well, I can see that, because he's really solidified the character by then. Yeah. Like, you know you know who he is. And and him playing off Sean Connery mm-hmm. it just is fucking great. It's so good. I was listening to um, the, the James Bonding podcast uh, did, did a mini series with Paul Rust um, from Gorley and Rust uh, called Indiana Jonesing, where they, where they did all the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, shit. In fact, I can listen to the Dial of Destiny episode now. Um, and I hadn't realized until I listened to their episode what, like, like Last Crusade is straight up like slapstick comedy at some points. So, like, like, it is way more like funny than uh than any other indiana jones movie and i i didn't remember that Doom has kid. some some uh slapsticky stuff in it as well yeah yeah but like i mean it's it's just like last crusade compared to raiders is a fucking comedy which i think worked or didn't work for it like, like it was to its detriment in my opinion i think that's why i like raiders more but um but yeah a lot of those interactions are just goofy and hilarious and and it's really enjoyable but there was one part in that movie that that like took me aback i'd never i'd never noticed it before but it's um when uh when sean connery does the whole umbrella make the birds fly up into the plane plane crashes he's like i remembered my charlemagne blah 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 blah, you know the birds in the sky and whatever um i just happened to look up from my dinner and, you know, Sean Connery passes by him and Indy turns around on the beach and looks at, looks in the direction that, that Sean Connery had just walked in and it holds on his face and he does this like little like lip chin quiver thing. And, and just like in that moment, you see 
without any words and with, and with barely any movement, that that's the first time that Indiana Jones has ever looked at his dad as his hero. And it got me a little choked up. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, any other, any other actor or anybody just not thinking about that at all, like that could have been nothing. But like that was a moment. I don't know if I don't know if Spielberg told him to do something like that there. Like if, if he told him his motivation, but like it was such an amazing little moment. That could be one of my favorite moments in that entire like after seeing that, because because it's just like, you know, actually watching it with with adult eyes and with a parent's eyes and uh, and seeing the strain in their relationship, you know, and and, and to a certain degree, comparing it to my own childhood with my father that I, that I didn't always have a really close relationship to. I mean, we're super close now. Um, and, and he is my hero, but like, you know, when, when I was younger, it, we, we, we didn't. So like, like, you know, Spielberg's thing about fathers and sons, you know, mm-hmm. but like, like watching it through a parent's eyes and, and a more mature adult eyes, it was, um, it had a different impact. It was, uh, it was good. That movie's real good. Yeah. Boy, this is an emotional episode. Um, so you want to end it then? Let's end it all. <laughs> Paul, I'm coming to see you. Harrison, we'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, you too, John Williams, from our conversation earlier. Um, okay, well, uh, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, if you want to hit us up, do it at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, uh, Facebook Geek Exploration, the podcast page, Instagram Geek Exploration Podcast. Stay tuned for that video and pictures of uh, of the the Pee Wee celebration. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. You can call us, and I I really hope you do share some memories about uh, Pee Wee or indie or uh, anything at all at nine one six Orc Turd. That is nine one six O R C T U R D. Leave a message. We'll play it on the show, and we will uh, respond to it. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of our others, go leave us a review on one of them uh, podcast review sites. Uh, we'll probably read it. Uh, I'll totally read it. I don't think I've actually checked to see if anyone's left us a review in months. So you know. Probably been a month or two since I've checked. So I, ideally, we'll read it. I mean, we eventually will. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. We eventually will, for sure. We're part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. We've got merch at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. we got a Discord. Uh, we got all kinds of things happening. we got a comic book that uh, that we're plugging away at, Space Oddities. Uh, and uh, we got a theme song. It's by this guy named Kevin McLeod, and it's called Celebration. And Ben's almost done reading Preacher, so stay tuned for that episode. Hasta lasagna. <laughs> Don't get any on you.